And welcome back to Teach Me Too. Uh, this is a podcast from Eastside City Church. And welcome to episode two of our season on prayer. Together, we're learning how to pray. And we're beginning with our motivation, looking at the question of why do we pray? So we could call this Teach Me To Pray. I'm your host, Peter, and today I am joined by Pastor Naomi. She is the youth pastor here at Eastside City Church. Thank Hello. you for joining me today. Thank you, thank you. Well, in season one of this podcast, we are going to focus each week on an aspect of prayer, and then we're going to follow that up with an interview with someone from our church who's going to share with us about what prayer looks like in their life. And so I'm so glad to have uh, Naomi here with me co-hosting uh, this teaching part. And then in a few more minutes, we're going to have an interview where we talk about what prayer looks like in your life. Well, whether you are a new Jesus follower or are seasoned in the ways of Jesus, there is going to be something for you in this podcast. And let's jump right in to episode two, Call to Me. All right, Naomi, how do you feel about talking on the phone. And for those that are listening, I want you to take a moment to consider how do you feel about making phone calls or talking on the phone? Oh, that's such an interesting question. I um, I see the value of phone calls, but I'm not a huge fan. Okay. <laughs> I'm more of a text. I, I'm, I would even actually prefer an email um, over a phone call. Okay. And, um, and typically, I find that I end up spending time on the phone with people who are in my father's generation. Okay, <laughs> sure. So right. I find if I look at sort of my colog, most of my phone calls are from my my dad. <laughs> right. And he's the type of person who will call you for anything. You know, like I'm just checking in to see if you're coming over tonight. Right. Just checking in to see if you got my text message. Okay. Just checking in to see if, you know, uh, the thing that we discussed about Five minutes ago, if you're still good about it. Sure. Um, he's also the type of person who just enjoys talking on the phone. Like, that's just their generation. That's what right. they know. Mm -hmm. um, I just find for myself, I prefer phone calls, conversations to be, um, I use them for challenging conversations. Does that make sense? So okay. if there's something that's difficult that I need to maybe, uh, I know I'm going to have to sort of explain or or walk through with someone, mm -hmm. then I find a phone call is easier because then you can hear their tone of voice and just sure. all that jazz. But aside from that, just text me or email okay. me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the younger you are, the more unlikely it is that you enjoy talking on the phone. So in a poll of 1,200 uh, millennials, 81% said that they sometimes had to summon up the courage to make a phone call. Mm. And I can relate to that uh, <laughs> because when I was 20 years old, I did a internship in Seattle. Oh, nice. And as part of that, I was working with their youth ministry and there was a big event that they were putting on mm -hmm. and they were looking to get a whole bunch of mattresses. So it was like they were going to do some sort of uh, like fighting, pushing, knocking people off of things. And they wanted these mattresses right. to like break the fall of anybody who was falling. <laughs> okay. So uh, it was my job to cold call different mattress companies and 
stores in the area and ask if they had any old mattresses that they wanted to donate, <laughs> which I thought was a terrible idea. That's so strange. Because I didn't think that anybody had mattresses right. that they were just looking to get rid of. Uh, and I hated talking on the phone. Yeah. And so I remember like going into the church office and like staring at the phone, the landline, and just like trying to psych myself up and trying yeah. to be like, you can do this, Peter. You can make this phone call. You're not going to sound like an idiot. Uh, and then in the end, I totally chickened out. I didn't oh, make no. a single phone call. I went back to my youth leader. And when he asked no. me like, hey, so what did they say? I just lied to him no. and just told him, oh, yeah, I called and nowhere had any mattresses. And he was like, oh, OK. And then he kept asking me more questions right. and following up on it. And I had to tell more and more lies. Oh, no. uh, but I absolutely it felt like I would prefer to just lie to his face than to make right. those phone right. calls. Well, maybe for you, yeah. uh, placing outgoing calls is no big deal. And yeah. fortunately, uh, for us, there's not many of us who struggle with any sort of social anxiety when it comes to prayer. Communicating right. with God doesn't require us to pick up the phone and to make a call. But I do have one more question uh, as right. we begin this episode on this idea of call to me. Mm. And my question is, how are you at reaching out? Are you somebody, Naomi, that tends to initiate conversations? Mm -hmm. Are you the one who sends the first text or the first email? Uh, or do you kind of sit back and wait people right. for people to come to you? Oh, man, that is, I think it depends. For the most part, I will. I mean, just looking at my role, uh, youth pastor, you're constantly thinking sure. about people. So then you're, you will be making those first connections. But I find, though, that oftentimes when uh, people need my time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hey, I'm looking to, you know, if they want to sort of schedule something with me, I find a lot of people will initiate a lot of those things. I'm typically not the one to initiate like a like a walk or, let's, okay. you know, um, I'll be like, hey, just checking in or mm -hmm. I'll initiate in person. I'm like, we should go for coffee. OK, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, you know what? I think I would maybe. Yeah, I think just with where I'm at in life, I'm definitely more of the initiative. That's more what sure. you're looking for yeah. in terms of reaching out. Right. Um, I wanted to share a fun fact, though. Yeah. Um, my sister she facetimes like okay. literally if you are in her circle she will facetime you if she can as much as possible okay <laughs> and, and so she's gonna make that call she will make that call okay. and so she won't do a phone call she won't do a text she will facetime and so there'll be times where you're like you're like in the middle of the mall <laughs> and, <then> you get <laughs> up, and you're like do i answer do i not and then facetime to me just feels urgent like, you okay know, sure and you're like it's an emergency i know it's beyond the phone call <laughs> okay so that's kind of interesting well, uh, for those listening to this, when it comes to relationships, friendships, family connections, are you often the one who tends to reach out mm. to communicate? Do you initiate contact? So maybe you're the person who sends that first text or you mm. make the first call uh, or you reach out to see about meeting up with somebody. Right. Are you the one who is calling family members or do you tend to maybe sit back and wait for people to call mm -hmm. you? You're good at like, oh, somebody sent me a text and I'm going to text back right, right. away. What uh, about you? Well, 
I'm really good at connecting with people face to face. Okay. Uh, but I kind of have that thing like that uh, infant babies have, like uh, where it's like object permanence. And so it's like if I don't see you, then, then I'm really bad at right. like reaching out and right. connecting so with like, you. But if right. I run into you like on a Sunday morning or right. if we're out at the same place and I see you, I'm like, oh, man, it's so good right. to see you. Right. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Right. Oh, man, I've been meaning so to good. text yeah, you yeah. or call you. Right. Uh, but that so I'm r- way better at connecting with people face to face when I see them. Otherwise, I'm not always the person who initiates. <laughs> well, part of prayer mm. is reaching out to God. Right. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss how God tells us to call him. So last week, we looked at how we pray to a God who listens to us. Our prayers don't fall on mm. deaf ears. And prayer is not talking to ourselves or sharing with an uninterested party. Mm, so good. God hears our prayers. And so the first reason why a Christian should pray is because God is listening. Mm. We should make prayer a priority in our spiritual life because God promises that he hears us. But not only does God hear us, but he tells us to call him. And so I want to look at some verses uh, from the Bible to see uh, what it says Mm. about this. And so maybe you can help me with this. But this is this idea of call to me. And so in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, I'm going to read from the ESV version. It says, this is God talking to Jeremiah. He says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Mm. God specifically says to Jeremiah, Mm -hmm. call to me. Uh, Why don't you take the next one? Psalm 50 verse 15 from the NLT says, then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. And then in Psalm uh, 91 verse 15, it says, when they call on me, Mm -hmm. I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. Mm. Jeremiah 29, 12, the NLT says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. So again and again, we see this idea, especially in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. of God saying, call to me. Right. Uh, And in Jeremiah 33, which is the first uh, verse that I read, uh, it's this idea of God saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I want you to pray to Mm. me. And God is urging him to pray to him because God wants to answer Jeremiah. God wants to answer him. Uh, This is a quote from the commentary, critical and explanatory uh, on the whole Bible, volume one. Uh, It says this, Jeremiah, as the representative of the people of God, is urged by God to pray for that which God has determined to grant, namely the restoration. God's promises are not to slacken, but to quicken the prayers of his people. Mm. So God gives us these promises to encourage us to call out to him, that God wants us to pray, to reach out, because there are good things that God is looking to do inside of us, Mm. in our lives. And so God is saying, he's urging us to call out to him, just like he did with Jeremiah, because God has things he's looking to do. That's so good. All right, well, let's take this into the New Testament All right. because uh, Jesus 
He says something similar. Instead of saying, call to me, Jesus says, come to me. Mm. And so look at uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 16. But Jesus called to him, saying, let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah, so good. Matthew 11, verse 28, and the NLT says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In John 5, verse 39 to 40, it says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Mm -hmm. John 6, 35 in the NLT says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The heart of God is for us to come to him. We see it in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. call, to, call me. to me, call out to me. And we see it with Jesus saying, come to me, everybody, yeah. come to me to call on him. He beckons us. And it's like a parent that is urging their mm -hmm. child in their first steps towards them. Yeah. So standing there, looking at that little guy, little girl and saying, come here, come I like take that. those steps, walk to me. God desires mm -hmm. for you to call to him, to draw near to him. And in James chapter four, verse eight, in the first part of the verse, it says, come close to God and God will come close to you. So not only do we have a God who listens to us, we have a God who encourages us to call to him. God is not indifferent to your prayers. God wants you to pray. And this same God gave us Jesus, his son. He made a way for us to be connected to him. Jesus said, come to me. And I want us to see that Jesus is our priest. Jesus is our temple. Mm -hmm. And I want to share this quote with you. Uh, this is from Timothy Keller in his book, uh, King's Cross, the story of the world and the life of Jesus. Uh, and it says this, in a sermon Dick Lucas once preached, he recounted an imaginary conversation between an early Christian and her neighbor in Rome. Ah, the neighbor says, I hear you are religious. Great. Religion is a good thing. Where is your temple or holy place? We don't have a temple, replies the Christian. Jesus is our temple. No temple, but where do your priests work and do their ritual? We don't have priests to mediate the presence of God, replies the Christian. Jesus mm -hmm. is our priest. No priests, but where do you offer your sacrifices to acquire the favor of your God? We don't need a sacrifice, replies the Christian. Jesus is our sacrifice. What kind of a religion is this, sputters the pagan neighbor. And the answer is, it's no kind of religion at all. Hmm. Jesus is our temple. Jesus is our priest. Jesus is our sacrifice. And this is why we pray, because mm. like to Jeremiah, God urges us to pray. We don't have to go to a temple to pray. We don't have to go to a priest. We don't have to bring a sacrifice. We go to Jesus. He says, 
come to me. He is our temple. He is our priest. He is our sacrifice. And now we offer up our prayers knowing that God wants us to pray and that he hears us. I think it's such a wonderful thing to know that not only does God listen to us, Mm -hmm. but that he actively wants us to come to him. And so that helps us to initiate, Mm -hmm. to take the time to go to him in prayer because he's the one who first has said to us, call to me. There's things that I want to do. There's things that I want to tell you. There's things that I want to show you. And that's why I'm asking you to call to me. Mm -hmm. That's why we see with Jesus, him going around and saying to people, Mm -hmm. come to me. You're thirsty. You're hungry. You're looking for these things. You got to come to me. You don't need to go somewhere or do something special other than it's me. So good. All right. Well, as we do with each episode, we're going to close our teaching time Mm -hmm. in prayer. As this is our podcast talking about (laughs) prayer, we want to make sure that we are praying. And so uh, join with me and let's just pray about these things that we've learned. So God, I thank you that you want me to call to you. Thank you that you have made yourself accessible to me because of Jesus Christ who died and who rose again for me. Thank you that I can call to you and I can have confidence that you hear me. Jesus, I thank you that you invite me to draw near to you, that you are my high priest, you are my temple, that I don't have to talk to a go-between, I don't have to travel to a specific place, but that you have invited me to draw near to you. Lord, I pray that you would help us to draw near, that we wouldn't be those who overlook or ignore your invitation. Help us to prioritize time with you and to recognize this wonderful opportunity that we have to call to you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, next week, we are going to continue this. We're going to be on to episode three, and we're going to discuss how God answers prayers. Thank you so much for joining me for this section, Naomi. And uh, coming up, we're going to have our interview uh, talking even more about what prayer looks like in your life. Well, today I am joined by our youth pastor once again, Naomi. Thank you for taking the time to join me for this interview. Absolutely. This is an honor. Thank you for inviting me. I, um, yeah, it's a great topic. And I just look forward to, yeah, seeing where this goes. (laughs) Well, one of the things I am most excited for in this podcast is the opportunity to talk with people about prayer. Mm. Now, you and I, we've worked together for a number of years. We've been a part of many, many church prayer meetings. Uh, And so I've heard you pray in those contexts uh, at some of our staff prayer uh, times. Uh, But I'm interested to just ask you a few questions about prayer. And so Mm -hmm. if you're willing to kind of pull back the curtain and tell us a little bit about what does prayer look like in your life? Like, how do you pray? Okay. That's a good question. Um, Today, Typically, I I love to go on walks. 
Um, and I find that when I'm in nature, that's typically when I'm just in a place where my there's just no distractions. And okay. so I can really focus on opening my heart to God. And um, and it's probably the one time in my life where my mouth is not open. And okay. it's really my heart. That's, sure, sure. <laughs> where it's really my heart that's doing all the, you know, sort of contemplating and um, and trying to like sort out um, really what I really want God to hear. Um, and what I'm trying to, you know, sort of communicate to God. And so it looks very different, but I, I find that just going out on a walk and it works really well. Um, and then I will, this is really odd, but I tend to pray a lot in the shower and I don't know why. So my showers tend to be a little longer than most people. <laughs> All right. I have no idea why, but it seems to be that. And I think it's because I typically will do my sort of like Bible study and then I'll jump into the shower. And so then I just find that's a good time to start <laughs> do two things at the same time. Um, but I am, um, I think with the life that I live, uh, I find that I, I set aside some quiet moments to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my walks are sort of my quiet time to pray Okay, where it's like a more of like, I really have something to bring before God, Mm. but then I'm praying all the time. And so when I'm in the car, I'm praying, Okay, you know, um, I'm somebody that's in people's lives a lot. So, uh, and I, I just love knowing how God can use me. Mm. So, you know, right before walking to a grocery store, I'm praying, you know, right before walking to a coffee shop, I'm asking God, you know, let me have eyes to see and ears to hear. Okay. And so, uh, there is constant conversation between me and God throughout the day, Mm -hmm. but in terms of how I go about doing that, um, yeah, it just looks different as in what what I'm doing throughout that day. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And then there's, of course, like specific times of prayer. So we have like our Monday night prayers, right? Okay. Where um, that's actually quite a unique time for me mm-hmm. because like there's two things that are taking place. There is uh, the part where you're listening to like sort of get a pulse of what are we praying into as the body of Christ, as, okay. mm-hmm. right? But then I'm also actually looking at, I'm doing that time to also learn like how are the people praying and what mm. can I pick up from, you know, whether it's certain people that I just quite, I quite enjoy, like maybe what, you know, how, how they've found a freedom or okay. you know and there's mm-hmm. just i just find you can learn from people sure um so yeah anyways awesome so, so yeah you're kind of you're yeah. praying on the move right you know you're like yes. you're walking you're outside yes. you're praying and that's more of like uh not out loud but like inside yes. like from well, within well, you it's a little weird to sure. be uh speaking to yourself <laughs> Sure. I mean, I am talking to God. Yeah. But I found that even if I put headphones, I find it a little odd sure. to just be like mumbling my lips. And right. then because I'm extroverted, so I'll be like, you know, nah, 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 and then you're waving like, oh, hello. <laughs> and then people are like, mm. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right. Was there a time in your life when you began to pray or maybe had a change in how you pray? Yeah. I like that question. So, um, I so I grew up in a home where prayer was modeled. Okay. At very well at a young age, and so there was pockets of time as you're a child, like in my, like as a little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had specific prayer times, and so that would be we are gathering as a family, and then we're praying, and that's when you you know pray out loud for your sibling or for your mom and dad, and okay. then we sort of had that rhythm mm-hmm. where I think um, a lot of my prayer was actually written prayer when I was by myself. So I would journal out my prayers. Oh, okay. Um, when I was by myself. What kind of age were you when that would when be, you'd be doing that? Probably 13. Okay. Like 13 mm-hmm. into, I would say 16, 17. Yeah. And then there was a shift. Okay. So I, you know, you enter adulthood um, and I began to pray uh, like my mother. 
I just oh, I sure. saw that right. when I liked the, how she what prayed. was modeled for you exactly, and so I would sort of mimic what I saw her doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and part of that is because it's just a really cool, um, just history when it comes to prayer mm-hmm. from my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I just thought, well, I want to carry that on. Okay. And the best way at the time that I thought would be to do as you know sure. those who have gone before me have done. And so my mom tends to she's like an early morning riser. Okay. And she's a very vocal prayer and quite. Mm. Okay. So I would do the same thing. Sure. Right. Um, and so I did that. And so I, I actually kind of went through a season of, I would call it, which sounds really kind, I don't know, as you're looking to find your comfort level with the Lord, mm-hmm. a bit of copycat praying, okay. you know? Sure. And so it was with mom. And then um, that was for a little bit where my intimate moments were in the morning right. and then out loud. <laughs> Just, right. You know? Because that's what that's you saw. What, that was kind of what was modeled. And that's right. how you were learning how to pray. Exactly. And then, and that... I kind of kept that even when I moved out and then just a few different things changed when I moved out. I think, um, I just developed a bit of a a different relationship with God, Mm -hmm. um, where I didn't necessarily have my parents as, you know, you know, that saith mom and dad. Now, now I really have to lean on that saith God, you know, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I found that during that sort of transitional season, Mm -hmm. I used everything. And so I would like, I would journal, Okay. I would, you know, go on walks. Mm-hmm. I would kind of, there's certain times I'm like, I feel like I need to make my mother here. Okay. <laughs> and I sure. was trying to find my place. And then right. eventually there was just this like release of just make it your own. You're in, you're on a, on a journey okay. and it's a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think you remember this cause I went through my period of <laughs> okay. meditative prayer. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, explain, explain what you mean by that. Okay. Um, so I guess what would you call it? Um, okay. Well, basically it's more contemplative. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that it would be, you'd go through guided prayer. Right. And so you'd have somebody that reads through the scripture and, mm-hmm. and then, and they will unpack the meaning of that passage. And as they're unpacking that, they invite you to pray in between. Yeah, so this is like an app or a podcast yes. or like a YouTube video yeah. of somebody that is kind of guiding you or teaching you exactly. how to pray. Right. Mm-hmm. And in there, they're also teaching you how to just be st- like a, a stillness and mm-hmm. like a, uh, there's breathing exercises there. Sure. <laughs> so it might not be everyone's preference because I right. know I kind of brought that to the team. And <laughs> sure. Might weird some people <laughs> out. Or they they might out. think it's maybe a little bit sketchy. But... <laughs> or some people might fall asleep. Um <laughs> During, during it, but I appreciated that time because it taught me how to relax, mm-hmm. and um, and which is huge. So I do think that when we are praying, there has to be a level of just um, confidence in God, you know, right. and just a, a peace. Mm-hmm. And especially if we last episode we're talking about God listening, and this episode we're talking about you know God calling to us. I think we have to be able to enter in that with a just a the kind of confidence you have when you walk into a familiar space or a home, you know? Yeah. Right. Where it's like, Oh, I'm home now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's so beautiful to be able to start your time in conversation with God with, Oh, I'm okay. Like Mm -hmm. we're okay. I'm in a safe place. And so that was huge for me. And so, yeah. Well, I think that with, uh, like people listening to this are going to be in all different places in that journey. And I Mm -hmm. I like that you use that word because that is very much how I 
kind of look at our life of following Jesus and our life of prayer is this journey that we're on. And so this idea of trying out and finding, mm-hmm. oh, I could pray like this. Oh, I could journal. Right. I could write it. I can go on a walk. I can have someone guide me. I could learn or pray with others or right. listen to others pray and then take that into my own prayer life. I think all of those are really good things yeah. uh, that we can try and that I would encourage other people to to do those same kind of exercises mm. when it comes to prayer and not just to feel like you have to be in this little box or it's this one yeah. way that we have to pray, maybe what you saw modeled for you in your life or what you see uh, in a prayer meeting or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, this freedom we have yeah. to all the different ways that we can call to God, right. all the different ways that we can have this uh, prayer. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. Well, kind of tying into what we're talking about Mm -hmm. in our episode today, what does it mean to you that God wants you to call on him? Okay. I like this question. You know, um, as we were going through the episode and just during that teaching, I was thinking about um, a couple of things. The first thing is, and I, I don't know if you have this, but do you have that friend in your life that's like, hey, call me whenever? (laughs) like like, whatever you need i'm there for you you know and i've seen people do this okay or you're around them they're like hey like whatever you need like if it's 2 (laughs) a.m and you're you give me a call don't hesitate exactly (laughs) no i don't have that i'm calling my wife that's for sure who i'm calling (laughs) there that's your friend yeah um, and so I've often found that really, really funny. And I've always wanted to try that out and test it out. <laughs> and I and I love it when they say, whatever you need, I, I got you. You know, okay. and you're like, are you? Are you sure about that? Mm. Like, and I, you know, and it's like, typically I think people kind of mean like, I'm here to listen. Right. But it's more of an exaggerated, you know. I want you to know that I, I <laughs> yes. care about you. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, well, I, I needed to loan me money for, <laughs> you know, a down payment for a house. Like, are you actually there for me? Right. And so I think that, um, but when I think about Jesus, like God saying, come to me or mm. Jesus saying, come to me, I yeah. really think about that friend that says, call me whenever. Like, I'm serious. Okay. You know, and maybe the difference is they actually are are there at any given Absolutely. point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and come to me, whatever you need, I got, you know, and mm. that's where I find is maybe the difference to maybe like our, our earthly friends. Right. Um, and maybe some people do have those friends who have exemplified that quite well. For sure. Absolutely. But for the most part, I think if we can look at God, at least for me, if I can look at God as the person who says, come to me, like seriously, mm-hmm. like call to right. me and Jesus saying, come to me, you know, that's huge. Like there's a level of confidence. Like mm-hmm. if you call, I will answer. Right. You know, if you come to me, mm-hmm. I'll be there. And mm-hmm. so I think it takes boldness and confidence in your word that you'll follow through. And so if God is willing to, you know, sort of put that out there and then it's worth putting it to the test. Mm-hmm. And so I think for myself, I've just found that there is certain uh, topics or certain moments in life where you're like, this is hard. Mm. And how do I articulate this with God? Mm-hmm. But to just remember those moments of this is the moment where I can take advantage of the come to me for anything, right. you know, or, you know, whatever you need, I got you. Mm-hmm. And to be able to just kind of begin to talk to God about those things. Um, that's what that means to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. it's easier to, if even if you have like anxiety or don't like the idea of right. calling someone, but if you know that they really, yeah. truly want to hear from you, mm-hmm. it does make it easier for right. you to call out to them, <laughs> for you really to does, pick up right? the phone and to call your grandma, who you know is going to be so happy to <laughs> totally. hear from you. Yeah. And I think for us to know that God really does want yeah. us 
to pray and to call out to him. And he does have good things that he wants to show us and reveal us to us and do in our lives, then yeah, that, that helps yeah. us to want to right? call out. The other example that I had is from a, from I guess a mentorship or a leadership perspective, or I should say discipleship is a better way. Um, I've heard this statement where it said, you're either a, in a, in a, in a mentorship relationship, hmm. you are either a good burden or a bad burden. <laughs> okay. You know, either way you will be a burden. Now the, the bad burden hmm. is the person who just never communicates because now what that does with the person on the other side, they just don't know where you're at. Okay. And so obviously God knows where we're at at all times. Right. However, and I'm going somewhere with this, mm -hmm. but you just, you're always trying to figure out like what's going on, where are they at? Mm. And a good burden is somebody where you're like, I know where you're at. I know exactly how to help you. I, and, and so you're going above and beyond to figure out how to guide them and get them on, mm. you know, sort of that right path. Sure. And so, um, and really the, the, probably the, the way that we can relate that back to God mm -hmm. is I would say, not that people are burdened, <laughs> you know, but, but I would say for this example, the bed burden, I think it would just be where we kind of, where God is kind of in that position of like, I'm here and I'm available. Like I am the answer, you know? Yeah. So just, just say something. Um, or we can choose. And, and that's where we kind of put ourselves in a position where it's, it's kind of awkward. And there is a bit of that awkward where it's like, I'm a Christian, but then God is like, I know you are, but maybe just, conversate with me so I can fill right. you up and equip right. you and yes. give you, you know, right. um, now then there's the other side where we can be a good burden before God, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's like, I want to go above and beyond because mm -hmm. you're constantly reaching out and you're constantly telling me. Mm -hmm. And I just know, I'm like, I'm, now my mind is kind of on, you know, not that God is not perfect, but, but his mind is working, you know, to sort of get you on the right path and set you up well, because you're constantly communicating with him mm -hmm. and he knows what to give you when, when, you know, and I don't know if that's making sense, but maybe you can sort that out for yeah. me. But, um, but yeah, I just found that a really cool analogy. And I find it true for, I guess, for those of us who are in positions where we're discipling people right. or, or being discipled to kind of look at it that way sometimes where it's like, I think sometimes I would rather be in a position where I'm too much, um, where it fe almost feels like it's too much. But mm. for God, that's kind of where he wants us. He's like, yeah, I would rather absolutely, you overdo for sure. it. Right. And it feels like you're overdoing it because I can handle it. Yeah, the absolute know? dependency right. on God and exactly. coming to him yeah. again and again. And that consistency or right. persistency uh, right. of coming to him. Yeah. And like a child coming to a parent, right. you know, For literally and, and saying, all their needs. come to me, like, I'm, yeah. I'm here to help you. Right. I can help you, but you got to come to me. You got to come tell me what's going on. You got to right. talk to me. And uh, mm. so, yeah, I think I understand yeah, where you're going you. with that <laughs> idea. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I think one of the, the words that I've heard you mention several times uh, is confidence. And oh, yeah. I would say that you are a person who comes across as very confident mm when you pray. And from when I first uh, met you and you came in and were praying uh, with us, uh, you just would dive into things. You mm -hmm. you kind of tackle if there's <laughs> difficult uh, prayer requests mm -hmm. or things where some people are like, oh boy, I'm not sure right. what to, to say here. You kind of, you seem to be somebody who is confident. Mm -hmm. So where do you think that confidence to pray came from? Mm -hmm. And how do you think I can be more confident in my prayers or anybody that's listening to right. this who maybe doesn't feel that same level of confidence? Uh, how can we be more confident to pray? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I like that question. I wasn't always like this. Um, I think it came from it came from a place of struggling with 
really that area. Hmm. Um, and typically, I shouldn't say typically, where it started was because I would struggle on how to pray for my non-believing friends. Okay. And so there would be mo- moments where I just felt like this is would be a perfect time to say, can I can I pray for you? you know? Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and oftentimes I would get to that point and then I'd be like, I actually don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd say, can I pray for you? Yes. And then you weren't sure like, what to follow it up one, with? Got it done. Okay. But, but now I don't actually know what to say. Mm. Um, and um, And what that taught me was to just be real. And um, and there's a few things going for us. Um, just just being real. And just in that, like if somebody was saying, hey, I'm struggling with okay, anxiety, then I just know from God's word that mm. the antidote to that is peace. Mm. And so what that taught me is being real as in just being honest with the person, just being like, hey, you know what? I don't actually have all the words mm. to say right now, but but let's let's do this together, mm. you know, or let me just ask God, just something very simple, God, Please be with them as they're wrestling with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that started small. And then it just grew to just the confidence of now I actually do know what to say because, mm. and that confidence came from God's word. And so, which is really cool. And I think that's also something, something that I've heard many times is just pray scripture, mm-hmm. which is like, well, how do you go about that? But I think there's certain passages where we can even take our theme passage, Jeremiah 33. Mm-hmm. And a really good example would be, God, you've asked me to call to you. Here I am. Mm -hmm. I'm calling to you. Mm -hmm. Will you meet me here? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a prayer. Yeah. You know, and that is also praying God's word. Mm -hmm. And it's words that he's given us as a guideway to, you know, sort of like a a phone number. He's like, this is how as a pathway, Mm -hmm. you know, to sort of (laughs) get to him. Right. Um, if God's word says that, you know, pray without, oh, sorry, uh, not pray without ceasing, but it does say that. But what does it say? Um, don't worry about anything, but right. everything, pray about everything. Yes. I think it, sometimes the simple thing is, God, here I am and I'm worried, mm-hmm. but your word tells me to pray about everything. Mm-hmm. So here I am calling to you, mm-hmm. you know, asking you to help me with my worry. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a prayer, right. you know? And so I think when I just learned how to simplify that, and to just use God's word mm-hmm. into my prayers, that right. grew my confidence to a place where, you know, I know there's moments Absolutely. where it's like, hey, can you just go and pray in the middle? And it's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. But my, my, I always grab or, you know, God's word. And mm-hmm. I look as much as I can to not really try and put in a lot of thought behind it, but right. just use God's, God's best, you know, and his word is perfect. So um, your yeah. confidence, yeah, it doesn't have to come from you. No. It's not necessarily that, oh, I have the perfect thing here. No. But I've read God's word. Yeah. Uh, there's something that comes to mind here. Yes. I'm going to share that. Yeah. That's great. And then we have many examples in the Bible where Paul, um, or even Christ himself, you know, in John, and then Paul throughout scripture, where there's just reminders of the Holy Spirit will give you timely words, mm-hmm. you know, yep. um, mm-hmm. in, in the right season, right. you know. And so I think to know that we have God's spirit as well that mm-hmm. lives in us to help us pray. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me allows me to just rest, rest on that and then trust that. Well, now in those awkward moments when I have, you know, when I tell my friend who's not a believer, hey, <laughs> I can pray for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can trust that the Holy Spirit. And help me there mm-hmm. um, and can find the right words to minister to that person. So, yeah, so there's God's word. There is God's spirit. Yep. Uh, Naomi, what do you love about prayer? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I would say I really enjoy the fact that I can 
I can bring before God the things that I don't have answers to, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and so, and really this is in relation to things that I'm not in control of. Okay. So relationships that I'm not in control of or mm -hmm. uh, whatever my friends or family are struggling with mm -hmm. that I, I can't, I physically cannot help them with. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really neat to be able to bring that before God. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm bringing that to me gives me confidence that God is taking care of it. And so it's um, that for sure, being able to actually bring anything before God mm -hmm. and bring other people's needs and wants before God. Mm -hmm. That's really cool because I never feel helpless. Um, I shouldn't say never, but for the most part, um, it puts me in a position where I don't feel hope, um, hopeless or helpless, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, really, I really enjoy um, the feeling that I have after I pray. Hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Sure. Well, describe what that looks like for you. Um, I find that, um, it's almost like, oh, I, it's going to sound so cliche, but it's like, oh, weight's been lifted. Yeah. Yep. But there's like, there's a subtleness that mm -hmm. takes place. Um, okay. <laughs> Here's a great analogy, which is probably better analogies. And this is where you might not invite me back. <laughs> but <laughs> when you go use the bathroom and you go, <laughs> Oh. Right? When you leave the bathroom, you feel amazing. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I'll let All everybody right. use our creativity. <laughs> I, think, I think we got what you're saying there. No, I'm, I'm, I was just trying to be funny. But no, it actually just feels like, it just feels like a weight's been lifted. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it feels like there's just, a, things are just, I might not have control of them and I might not know the outcome, but uh, things are where they need to be because mm -hmm. they're in God's hands. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think like it yeah. goes back to the scripture that we read earlier in Matthew 11, verse 28, where mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, come to me, all who labor yes. and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. And so it does make a lot of sense that yeah. when we come to Jesus in prayer and yeah. we have these things that are weighing us down or these things that are yeah. on our mind, and when we give it to him, Right. We are going to feel lighter afterwards mm -hmm. because that's what he's promised to us. He's asked us to come and do that yeah. and that we can have that peace, that lightness, that rest totally. that is only going to come from him. Yeah. All right. Last question for right. you. Uh, what would you say to mm -hmm. someone who is starting out in prayer and how would you encourage them? So we've got people who are going to be listening to this, and they're in all different places mm -hmm. in their journey of praying. Some who have been praying for far longer than we have. Right. Some who might just be starting out and just trying to figure out what it looks like to pray. So what would you say to them? How would you encourage them? Um, that's a good question. I would say <laughs> the first thing is take God for his word. Mm. And just, just trust him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and with that is start. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think a lot of us, we love the 10 steps on how to, sure. you know, or here is the, you know, my seven guidelines on how you right. go. Right, we want to have it all figured out, maybe. Yeah, is just start. Um, just go ahead. And whatever starting looks like for you. Mm -hmm. um, it could be going for a walk, you know, like I do. It could be journaling. Mm -hmm. It could be you know, in the shower, you know, mm -hmm. it could be uh, just sitting down and just talking to God. It could be, you know, it could be so many things, but just start. Mm -hmm. um, it could be that guided app, just start. Sure. Um, and then, and then don't stop. You know, mm -hmm. I would say if you're somebody that, you know, is sort of like, okay, I'm starting. Well, then don't stop, mm -hmm. you know? That's and, good. and I think like that is probably one thing that we 
see a lot is we kind of sometimes we can give up on God, right? Or we can sort of go, is this really working? Mm. But I love how last week we we have the confidence of God is listening, mm-hmm. and we've seen that in His Word, mm-hmm. and now we have the confidence uh, to back that He wants us to come to Him, right? And so start and then don't stop, mm. and the in between let that be a journey, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably the the greatest advice that I could leave somebody because it's your relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not your relationship with Eastside City Church and, you know, and so and so and so and so. No, it's, there's no, it's your relationship with God, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And let him, let this journey and this experience and your intimate time together be special. Mm-hmm. You know, invite him into that. And right. there'll be times where it makes sense for you to be quiet. And there'll be times where it makes sense for you to, paint and pray, you know, like run and pray, you know, but I would say, (laughs) but I would say start and don't stop Mm -hmm. and take God at his word. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Naomi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for co-hosting earlier with me. Thank you for doing this interview. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. I hope you invite me again after my comment. Uh, I can't make any promises. We'll we'll see. Perfect. But thank you for being here this time. This is awesome. Teach Me To is a presentation of Eastside City Church. It is produced, recorded, and edited by Josh Pegeling, Josiah Ragundan, and Paul Nguyen.